Welcome back to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Ro and Viv. Hi, guys. Hello, hello. We are on episode 30. Wow. Wow. So as we mentioned in our last episode, we now have all of our episodes available on YouTube. Just to let everyone know, episodes 1 through 16 is audio only. Starting at episode 17, which was when we had our first guest experience guest experience yeah, when we with first <laughs> our guest appearance sorry uh-huh. yes with james 17 and 18 that's when we start our videos i know that many of you at least even friends who i've had dinner with recently hi annie um <laughs> she mentioned that she didn't know that we had videos on spotify or didn't know how to play it so what we can do is we'll post on instagram stories how you can watch on spotify if you'd like maybe give a little tutorial yeah so if if you'd like to follow our instagram at voice hugs podcast you can find us there that's really the only way that we can engage or we have been able to engage with our community currently um, currently but now on youtube i think you could add comments yeah episode so say hi Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But with today's episode, as you can see from the title, we're going to be talking about boundaries. This was a question that one of our listeners shared with us. Before we get started, Rowena recently went on a Disney World vacation. And so would love to hear a little bit more about that and how that transitions to our topic today as well. Oh, yes, work boundaries. That is a very, very big thing that I've been working on for the past like six years. Um, so Disney World was amazing. The main reason why we went was for the new Star Wars experience. It's called the Star Wars Galactic Cruiser, where you go on board this like intergalactic spaceship, space cruiser for three days and two nights. Mm. And it's as if you are going on a cruise where when you first get there, there's like a 4 p.m. muster where everyone goes to the deck with like their lifeguards, but we're going to space. So we don't have like the floaty things. And the captain says hello. And this is when the adventure begins. So everything was so intricately designed. Like you go into this hotel, right? You're basically going up an elevator, but Uh you see that you're being transported through these like screens outside that's just like supposed to be the outside. You're going from Earth and you hyperspace that, you know, when it goes like, shoo, like all the lights kind of like flash across the yeah. lines <laughs> and you go into space. And in our like suites or in our cabins, there's no windows. When you look outside, uh, it's just it's the like stars. Oh. Yeah, it's just it's you're among the stars. So mm. the whole experience was like super super cool. Like it's like as immersive as it can be. The paths that you can take, you can basically be a part of the resistance, which are like the good guys. You can be a part of the first order, which is like the bad guys, and you can also choose to like go on the Jedi path, mm-hmm. and you can also be a spy. So you can like learn things from the First Order and then give it to the Resistance or vice versa. There's these live actors that you get to spend the three days with. And it's so cool because the whole time you have an app, which is called your data pad, where like these different 
people can connect with you or like can communicate with you mm-hmm. and the more time you spend around a specific person so like every there's like the captain of the ship there's a director of the ship there is these people called the sajas who are kind of like the the people who can get you to become the jedi there's the captain of like the first order that like crashes our party so like he's on board now with two of his stormtroopers so because i think every one of these actors have like bluetooth or some sort of like rfid chip the more time you spend around them the more you become familiar and associated with them and then the app tracks everything i think there's like tech tracking everything ultimately if you have been a part of the bad group you won't be able to join anything of like the resistance or like the good people. so anyway like it's super cool it's super interesting <laughs> it was so immersive it's like it's really as like life and everything that we do the more you give it to it the more you'll get out of it someone asked i think on our instagram if it was the same as the land of dreams vip experience that yeah. i went to so to clarify it was not the no, same no um i yeah. think especially if you are a huge star wars lover yeah. that is probably like I would just imagine my cousin who like loves Star mm-hmm. Wars would probably die during that experience. Yeah. Dude, Disney is so cool. They like are so great at creating experiences for sure. Yeah. So bringing this back to our topic for today, boundaries. I know that I've gone to witness how Rowena has created work boundaries, mostly like in the last year or so, yeah. like m- maybe yeah. in the last two years. So previously, I think something that Rowena, maybe you can share a little bit about this, mm. but struggled with was the balance between work life and personal mm-hmm. life and work and rest etc work and play even and I think especially this year with all of your traveling to seeing that there is a clear line between you know blocking time out for work and then setting a hard no for yourself with road time even on your mm-hmm. weekends I know you've blocked out this is a row day or a few yes. hours during the week this is row yeah. time and during this time you're not allowing you know other things to take away mm-hmm. from that space for you so today's episode was inspired by one of our listeners she reached out to us on Instagram do you set boundaries with your friends family or even loved ones how are you able to build physical mental emotional boundaries to the people around you lately I feel so stressed and burnt out because I have this trait that I can't say no to everyone it may be a good thing but most of the time it is not I feel guilty saying no and I also feel helpless if I say no do you have any thoughts about this? Hope you'll get to read this. Thank you so much. Hmm. Yeah, I think in this scenario, it has a lot to do more with people. And of course, yeah. the example that we shared was work, but all relevant and all important. I think boundaries in general, there's a similar theme. So we will unpack all of that. Yeah. When I first read the question and like as it pertains to work as well. I think work boundaries are low-key the boundaries you set for yourself. Mm -hmm. As much as it is has to do with work, it's also boundaries to like spend time and like to make time for yourself, right? Yeah. And I think if you're able to create good boundaries with yourself, it'll be easier to create boundaries with other people. And I think the reason why I was so stressed and burnt out and working all the time as we've shared 
a lot in previous episodes is just I felt like there's this thing that I need to make up for. I was guilty that I played, quote unquote, played. And, you know, I thought I may or may not have, you know, wasted parts of my youth. You know, all is a part of the journey and I'm grateful for it. I'm not mad. I don't like regret anything I did or did do or didn't do. But even though I accept my past I think there's still a part of me that was like okay that was who you were and now like be who you want to be which mm-hmm. was what drove me to the extreme of no work boundaries and no so okay I think I had no work boundaries but I had good everything else boundaries mm. And it wasn't necessarily good boundaries. It was just I just said no to everything else. Mm. So whether you want to call those boundaries or whether you just want to call that like Rowena being a hermit and her like going into the woods season of like four years, whatever you want to call that, I think it's still a form of indirectly setting boundaries. Yeah. So like saying no to friends, saying no to going out, saying no to all of these things, but kind of like tying everything back together I think being able to go on the trips that I've been on this year that I'm honestly very grateful for I'm even more grateful that I was able to really enjoy it and not feel any ounce of guilt or shame or this feeling that I should be doing more that I should be doing other things and it took six years you know so like Again, we say this all the time, but like everything takes time and it's okay. Yeah. No, I think it's exactly what you said. Boundaries is not to keep other people out or shut people out of your life or things out of your life. I think that could be an aftermath of setting Mm -hmm. boundaries. But when you are creating these boundaries, it is really asking yourself, what do you need right now? What is true and authentic to you? So in that moment, maybe six years ago, what was true for you was that you wanted to buckle down and, you know, focus on your work. And so you had to put up a lot of no's. Is that the healthiest thing? I don't know. I think ultimately seeing you now versus six years ago, you are much more at peace and grounded and happy that you're able to enjoy your work time and you're able to enjoy your rest time right but I think as Rowena shared it's the process of getting there and you're not going to get it right the first time nope but that's okay I think that's part of it and similar to what you shared and maybe bringing this to the listener as well creating boundaries and saying no to things is tough but it really starts with first being aware of what boundary do you need to put up? Sometimes it's not until a habit or a pattern is recognized in your life. Like, oh, wow, I'm getting really burnt out every time I hang out with this person. Or I'm like really not resting because I'm working. Like my work life and my personal life is getting blurred. If you start noticing a pattern in your life and it's bringing up feelings of guilt, resentment, anger, that's when I would typically say, okay, maybe we can consider creating a boundary here with this person. Mm -hmm. It's again, not to like cut them out of your life completely, Mm -hmm. but it's really how do I create space in my world so that I can reflect or I can take care of myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, right? So to take one little step back, how would you define boundaries or what does it mean to you? What you shared 
is part of what I think boundaries is. It's taking inventory of what's happening right now. And then how do you put the boundary for yourself first and foremost? It's not to control other people or to control things in your life. It's a choice that you make to take care of yourself. I think sometimes when you think of saying no to things, to people, it feels selfish. And that's why you then feel maybe guilt or like, Mm -hmm. I want to say yes, because it makes me feel bad if I say no. But not taking care of yourself impacts how you show up in all other parts of your life. And I think that was one of the biggest things I learned about boundaries in my mid to late 20s is that taking care of yourself is not selfish it's so hard because it it really just depends on the situation and what it is that you're trying to create a boundary for but I know for a fact that when I feel good, when I feel grounded, I show up in my friendships in a completely different way. I show up when I meet up with my parents in a different way. I'm less snappy. I'm more patient. And it's not something where I have to actively think like, Viv, you need to be patient. It just comes more naturally, right? You just are. Yeah. And so I think part of that is taking that time to take care of yourself and the boundary can help you create that time or create that space, whether it's physical, like actually moving yourself to a different location or, um, you know, blocking time out of your calendar. That's like, this is two hours for me to rest and just take care of myself. I'm a very visual person. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I remember reading before, it's like with boundaries, it's you drawing a line in the sand that you Mm. are going to respect whether other people respect it or not is up to them and how they react or whether they respect it or not is kind of how you can proceed to whether continue to like hang out with them or not or like talk to them about it or not visually it's really just as you said taking a mental inventory of where you are and the state you're in and what you want in your life drawing it making that distinction very clear so I think Mm -hmm. as with everything we talk about all the time it's like you need to know what you want so that so that you can draw that line and you can live your life accordingly knowing that there will be people who won't respect it there will be people who will respect it and I think that's kind of where the dance happens yeah it reminds me of the house metaphor yeah imagine you have a house or like a piece of property that belongs to you. You're not going to invite every single person into your house. You're not going to invite every single person into your bedroom. There are different people who you're comfortable with on the sidewalk or maybe past the fence on your front lawn. There's some people you'll welcome into your dining room or your, your family room. There are also people who you'll feel comfortable bringing into a more intimate space, right? Like your bedroom. And so it's figuring out what do those things mean to you and what you're going to allow for people to step into or like Mm -hmm. I guess at the end of the day when you think about your house or a home in your mind it's a place that's yours it's yours only and that place is sacred for you so you have to be the one to take care of it and like nurture it and nourish it and protect it and depending on where you are in life that's going to look different a boundary that you might have today is not going to be the same boundary you have 
six years from now, right? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine if Rowena was still the way she was six oh, years man. ago with work. I think, yeah. I think you'd really burn out. <laughs> I think I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So you just adjust along the way. And really, I think what boundaries is, is a tool to help you communicate your wants, your needs to the people around you mm-hmm. so that um, you can just take better care of yourself. Mm-hmm. With that, what are some times you had to create boundaries and why? <laughs> um, I feel like you just collapsed into yourself. I know. It's really tough. Um, I think an example that comes to mind right off the bat is I'm an only child. My parents are divorced. I grew up with my mom most of the time. And so I definitely think that she's attached to me. Like I'm her baby. And when I graduated from college, I moved back home. And that was always something that my mom wanted me to do. She wanted me to stay with her until I got married. And I'm very lucky that I could stay with my mom. But at the same time, I was not happy living at home. And it's a lot more complicated than that. There was a lot of family dynamics. We had other people living in the house. But I knew that at that time, this was when I was 26, I was so not happy. I was so snappy with my mom. I was just upset all the time. I felt chaotic. I felt impatient. I just wasn't feeling my best self. And so I knew that if I didn't make the decision to try to carve out some time, even a year, um, to be on my own, I would end up resenting everyone and everything. Mm -hmm. Because when you feel this way, it's not like I can compartmentalize this is my life here. And then when I'm with my friends, I'm this like jolly person, you know, like Mm -hmm. everything seeps into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, the conversation I had to have with my mom was I wanted to move out. And it wasn't one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm going to move out, take it or leave it. You have no choice. You know, it's not like a defense thing or like an attack Mm -hmm. thing. I had to really think about how to communicate why I wanted to move out, even though it made absolutely no sense to my mom. Mm -hmm. She was like, why do you want to move out? Why do you want to pay for rent? You can live at home for free. You can spend Mm -hmm. time with your mom. I'm getting old, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I feel so guilty now. I can't leave because my mom's getting old. And so anyways, as hard as it was for my mom, actually, it was really hard for her. She didn't talk Mm -hmm. to me for like six months. As hard as it was for me, because I felt like I was disappointing her. Um. It was something that I knew I needed to do to protect myself and to show up in our relationship and other relationships a lot better. And that was my intention and my goal. I think for other people, the intention or the goal can be different. You don't really even have to justify to whoever it is. But I think that explaining why to someone you love, whether they understand it or not, just like Rowena said, you draw that line, whether they respect your boundary or not, you did your best from a loving, compassionate place, knowing that this is what you're doing for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's not to hurt someone else. And yeah, it's hard, but. You have changed and grown so much in this space, like in your own home that you built for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? It's like when you live with your family there's other there's always other people there like you're at the the home analogy that you gave there's mm-hmm. always people there right mm-hmm. um so i think like 
to be able to physically set boundaries for yourself was very helpful. And I feel you've grown so much within the past couple of years and also ever since you're 26 and you moved out for the first time, Yeah, right? It goes to show this is the beauty and magic of setting physical boundaries can do for you. Even though the intention was physical, you're gaining the mental and the emotional as well. So I think there's a it all kind of ties together even though they are separate or like the thing that kind of instigated or initiated you wanting to set boundaries could be for one thing but what you can gain out of it is so many other things I think very similar to what you're saying about you having to kind of like set physical boundaries because after I graduated I moved back home and there's nowhere I could go I don't know like it's still physical boundaries but it's like I had to talk to my mom about it Mm -hmm. when you move home after college your parents for whatever reason still (laughs) think of you as like a middle school high school you yeah who was probably honestly just like messing around 99% of the time right she'll see me sitting at my desk where I sat from middle school like elementary middle school high school And think that I'm doing the things that I was doing back then, which is like playing games or talking to friends. So she'll come by. She'll be like, hey, can you help me with this thing? This is me after graduating, trying to figure out my life. And like, I'm actually trying to work. And she's like, hey, can you do this? I'm like, mom, I can't. She's like, what do you mean you can't? What are you even doing? I'm like, mom, I'm trying to work. She's like, what? And she'll just like keep coming and keep like trying to come into my home Mm -hmm. home, my little home and like, hello, hello. And I'm like, no, 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 no. And she gets mad because she's like, why do you keep saying no? Like, what is this happening? Like, you know, you're in my home. You're not even doing anything. Mm -hmm. And so I had to actually sit her down once. And I was like, mom, just because I'm home and I'm physically here doesn't mean I'm always available to do whatever Mm -hmm. you want me to do. Mm -hmm. I want to help you. And I will help you. But when you need help, you can't expect me to do it right away. You know, I will get to it when I have a pocket of time. And I promise you I'll get to it. However, I'm not going to drop everything right now just to do whatever you want me to do. Like wash my socks or go (laughs) eat. You know, I'm I'm grateful and thankful that you cooked for me. But like I will eat when I'm hungry, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like being able to verbally communicate. And it's it was so hard the first time. It was so, so, so excruciatingly like difficult and frustrating and like anxiety-inducing. But after the first time, I think my mom also slowly started understanding that. Because she's like, oh, yeah, maybe I do see you as a kid still. And you're not like that anymore. So I know not all parents are understanding or not all parents will understand this just like how not all friends will understand your boundaries right but I think so long as we try our best to communicate this with the people that are involved at least we've done our part Mm -hmm. but then my question is what if you're at home and your parents don't respect your boundaries and I think maybe that's why you wanted that physical boundary but what if you can't or what if you don't have the means to yeah. set those? Yeah. It gets tricky. It gets, right? yeah. And I think that is part of why I waited until I was 26, mm. 27, yeah. right? Like I, it wasn't something that I even considered at the age of 22, 
mm-hmm. after graduating because yeah. I was like, well, I can't. And so I do think that you need to take a look at what your resources are, or like just what you can do for yourself. And sometimes it could just be, I know for one of my friends who lives at home, what she'll do is instead of moving out, she'll do a little staycation for a week. And the staycation is, you know, you can find a room somewhere where you can work from home there. You're maybe just 30 minutes away from home, but just removing yourself from that environment can make a huge difference for me I know that when I went to New York a few weeks ago and stayed with you for that time I felt a shift in just my energy I mean even right now I'm living in a beautiful apartment that's my own sometimes you you feel stuck in your own Mm -hmm. place and so it's just finding little ways to create that shift or that space for you or even going to the library or the cafe and working out of there for however long that you can and then mm-hmm. coming home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I definitely think all those things help. Mm. I love your example with your mom because that conversation really is, to me, the example of how you create that boundary with a loved one, right? I think yeah. for our listeners, she specifically mentioned friends and family. And those are the, sometimes the hardest people to communicate with. With a stranger, it's very easy to sometimes Bye. just say, yeah, like at least for us, right? I know some yeah. people are on the opposite spectrum of it's just tough in general to say yeah. no. When I think about people pleasing, there are really two things that come to mind in my experience. When I am saying yes to someone when I don't mean it one it's because I care about what they're gonna think of me like oh she's difficult and that's why she's not saying yes or she's cold or I don't know like just pretty much they're thinking something about me if I don't say yes or I'm I'm again taking care of their feelings right Mm -hmm. like their feelings in this moment are more important than mine Mm -hmm. Sometimes that can be the case. And if you are able to help, then great. You know, you're coming from a place where you're willing and you want to help. In other situations, you might not be able to. And so keeping in mind that when you are taking care of someone else's feelings, remember at the end of the day, you really can't control what they feel. You can do as much as you can. It's still their feelings, right? Mm -hmm. You can help guide, you can help cushion and be there for your friends, but just keep that in mind that mm-hmm. ultimately it's it's their journey and their work that they have to do. And then the other part of that of caring what other people think about you, that's kind of like the theme of voice hugs, right? <laughs> it's like being true to yourself. If you go about your life saying yes to people that you don't want to say yes to and you continue living life this way you're going to start to think that they only love you because you do these things for them Mm. because you are nice to them but Mm -hmm. inside you don't feel nice because you probably are starting to feel resentment you're starting Mm -hmm. to feel very angry you're like why do I hate this person every Mm. time I get their text I'm annoyed or I'm like oh again right and so really are you being kind to them are you being kind to yourself I think keeping that in mind Paying attention to what you're feeling when you say yes, when you say no to someone else is going to be a great indication of where you currently are and like 
where your capacity is to Mm -hmm. help or to give to someone else. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's so many layers (laughs) to everything that you just said, but I think it's also true. And then going back to what we have talked about in a previous episode, the social self and the sensual self, Mm. the more that you try to appease and people please and get people to like you, you're basically living for your social self, which is pulling you further and further away from your essential self, which is who you truly are. And I think this separation is what kind of like brings up that resentment, right? Or like all of these feelings of uneasiness, which is that your social self and your essential self are living very separate lives. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we shared a little bit about work boundaries and physical boundaries like within our homes. Mm -hmm. What are some examples that you've experienced of setting maybe mental or emotional boundaries? I know you mentioned that they're all in a way connected, Mm -hmm. but do any examples come to mind? I can give an example with acting. Mm. You know how there's like different schools of methods of acting and sometimes I think with with like method acting you're supposed to tap into your childhood trauma and pull out these like very deep dark emotions to be able to play a character so I was talking to a friend and she was saying she doesn't like doing that Mm. because she has boundaries she has mental boundaries of where she'll allow herself to go and where she won't allow herself to go So she does something else, right? So I think even though this is very specific to acting, I think that's one form of mental boundaries of you'll let yourself feel, but you won't, I guess, allow yourself to tip over this edge where it's kind of like the point of no return, Mm -hmm. where you'll know you'll just like spiral and it'll take you into really dark places. And... I think it gets a bit tricky because when you're working on yourself, it's good to feel and, you know, really dig out why, but in a healthy way. What healthy means to everyone is very different and what you will be comfortable with and what you won't be comfortable with. I think only you would know. So I think it gets very tricky because it's like what I can share is very unique to me and what you'll share is very unique to yourself, which would be very different from our listeners. Um, I don't know if, it, if that's conflicting of like it's it's good to know where your limits are, but when you're actually reflecting and trying to work on yourself, sometimes you do need to push yourself beyond what you're comfortable with. But I think these are separate things. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think it's like when you know yourself and you know you're going to spiral or you know you're going to go to a dark place where maybe at this point in your life, you don't have the like mindset habits or the tools or just the support to bring yourself Mm -hmm. out of that yet. And so you don't go there. And Mm -hmm. so you create these boundaries with conversations that you have with Mm -hmm. your friends, for example. I, you know, I'm not going to talk about my past. I'm not going mm-hmm. to talk about my parents. I'm not going to talk mm-hmm. about whatever that you might not have fully processed yet. I know as an example that one of my friends was dating someone for over three years. And in those three years, their partner never talked about their relationship with their dad. And so just knowing that, that you've been with someone for three years, but haven't been able to talk about that relationship that's probably a boundary where 
they're not going to want to be pushed or mm-hmm. probed about this specific relationship, right? It's like a, a clear boundary that they might still be processing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not ready to talk about it. Maybe yeah. not ready to open up that door. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. So again, it's just like you said, it's going to be different for everyone. But you have to understand where you are willing to go, where mm-hmm. you feel okay with letting someone into that part of your life. And it also, I think it takes time to build that trust with someone else to know that they're going to respond in a respectful way. They're not going to judge you. They're going to support you. Mm -hmm. And so all of that comes into play as well when you do have boundaries. Yeah. And this actually just reminded me of a quote from our favorite woman, Brene Brown, where she says, Mm. vulnerability without boundaries isn't true vulnerability. And I think this is so true in all of these aspects too. Whether like how open you are with someone, how open you aren't with people, whether you just met them, whether you've known them for your whole life. I think we're all inclined to do one thing or another or be one way or another because of said boundaries. And sometimes these quote unquote boundaries, we don't even know or like we don't even we're not even sure we're not really as aware of them as we are or maybe we're not even aware of them at all but I think if we're able to like take a step back and reflect we'll be able to see like oh so this is why I didn't want to talk about this for the longest time or oh this is why I was so surfacely open to people and oversharing everything but in reality that's also not really being vulnerable because I'm not sharing like the real feelings that I'm going through because I didn't even know what I was going through Another example I could share with mental slash emotional boundaries is, and this was a tough one again, so kind of new to me, I was realizing that when one of my friends would vent to me about the specific topic, it brought up a lot of feelings for me. And mm-hmm. as she would vent, I would start to close myself and I I would start to... I couldn't be there for her is what I noticed. I couldn't respond in a way where I wouldn't immediately like want to attack what she's saying because I felt like I was getting defensive over mm-hmm. the topic, but the what she was sharing had nothing to do with me. So there was a part of me that recognized what she's sharing is her experience and it has nothing to do with what I'm feeling or my experience within this topic. However, I know that it's bringing something up for me that I clearly haven't processed and I'm not going to respond in a way that is loving or that is even going to be supportive for her, especially at a time where she's reaching out to me to vent. And so I had to respond and say, hey, thank you so much for opening up to me and sharing this with me. Right now, I feel a little bit XYZ. I want to be able to support you and respond in a way that is going to be helpful. And I'm just kind of stuck in my own experience right now. Can I respond in a day? And that 24 hours gave me that time to really like organize all of my thoughts and feelings Mm. like this is really Mm. her this is really Mm. me like how can I respond if I was just focusing on her instead of in the moment when I'm reading paragraphs of things Mm. I'm like I'm really like not feeling good I'm really triggered right now and I really want to respond in like a negative way and so that's like a form of a boundary that I've learned this year with Mm. 
when can I actually be there for my friends? Because at this point, I know I love my friends. They know that I love them. But what's great about also like getting older too is that you start to learn that when they say no to you, that's great because they're respecting their boundaries. So when Mm -hmm. I say no to them, I hope that they're at a place where they know it's no hard feelings. It's not because Mm -hmm. I don't want to be friends with them. I'm just taking care of myself. And Truly, I think those are the people that you want to be with. Like you want to surround yourself with people who aren't always going to be yes mans. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. Yes mans. And yeah. you wanna you wanna be with people who take care of themselves and can be there for you. And you respect that, you love that for them, and you know that when you need to do that, they're gonna respect and love you for that as well. For those who might not understand your drawn invisible line or your house that you've built for yourself just keep note, right? You don't have to hate them. You don't have mm-hmm. to punish them. Banish or, them. Yeah, or like manipulate the situation. You just understand where they are and that's okay. They may change over time. They may not. But your job is to take care of your house, your home, your mental, emotional, physical space. Health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That was powerful, Viv. Sweating. it's true we need to take care of ourselves before we can take care of other people and i think to be able to communicate that rather than just not responding which is actually what i would do it shows how thoughtful you are and how much you care i never thought about that but that's true i guess if i like left her hanging she probably would have been like uh yeah and that's sometimes how i would respond by not responding but you've inspired me to be more proactive I think yeah a lot of conversations I've been having and especially this one you're inspiring me to be more proactive in general so thank you (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) my pleasure thank you accepted All right. Well, I think we have come to a good stopping point for today. Thank you again to our listener S for the inspiration for this episode. If any of you would like to send us a question, comment, say hello, please feel free to send us a DM at Voice Hugs Podcast or shoot us an email hello at Voice hugspodcast.com we should also have all of our youtube videos up so you can comment check them out yeah leave a comment there would love to engage with everyone we'll see you hear you in the next episode (laughs) bye